I'm going to be preaching today on a message entitled, He is Risen. Here's our text. Allow me to read Matthew 28, 5 to 6, New Living Translation. And this is a story of when Mary went to the tomb and the body of Jesus was not there anymore. Then the angel spoke to the women, don't be afraid, he said. I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead, just as he said would happen. I want to tell you right now that Jesus is indeed risen. And because he is risen, you are a lot more powerful and blessed and privileged than you could ever imagine. I've heard many people say, Jesus mag Restore or mag-raise from the dead. Nga kinangyagidi conquer ang death. Si Muhammad wala yaman anahimo. Si Buddha wala yaman anahimo. Here's the thing. Other religions are just fine with having a set of teachings and a set of principles or a set of to-do lists of what to do so that they could, quote-unquote, have their piece of uh, religious experience or whatnot. The difference between Christianity and them is this. Everything that we believe in is hinged on the resurrection of Jesus. Jesus had to defeat death. Why? Because death is the product of sin. And Jesus being the Son of God, He would never leave us there helpless. He would never get to a point where He would just save Himself, pay for something, and then leave us behind. What He did was not only pay for our sins, but He made sure He made sure that because He has conquered the greatest enemy, then you will also conquer the greatest enemy. That's why kinanglani Jesus magrise from the dead. Now I'm going to read a passage in 1 Corinthians 15. Look at this, Passion Translation 15, 14. And if Christ has not been raised, look at this, all of our preaching has been for nothing. Again, very strong statement. Hindi na bala enough, Pastor, that Jesus lived a good life? Is it not enough that He performed miracles? Is it not enough that He was born of a virgin? Is it not enough that He died on the cross? Is it not enough that He gave the Beatitudes and gave us good uh, bylaws to how to live our lives? Isn't that enough? It is amazing. But none of these things that we do will mean anything if Jesus did not defeat death and did not rise from the grave. Look at this. And your faith is useless. Meaning, wala relevance ang imo pagtuo. Ang mga actions yung imo natin, wala tuduod gidsang bunga. Ang mga faith actions yung inubrata, ang prayer, ang reading the Bible, ang meditating, ang worship, it doesn't produce anything. Grabe no? Ang bilog na galing nga Christianity, kagang bilog natin nga life in the Spirit, nakahinch na nan sa isa ka singular act nga ginhimo ni Jesus Christ and that is to defeat death and rise from the grave. Let me give you a good news right now, church, before I go on. Jesus did rise from the dead. And because He rose from the dead, our preaching is nothing, our faith is useless. But because He rose from the grave, our preaching is everything. Oh, you're missing me. If, if he did not rise, our preaching is nothing. But because he rose from the grave, the preaching of the gospel is everything. 
Listen, may mga time, ang mga pastor, ang mga anak sa Diyos, we're not in the mood to do things. May time where we are sick, we're not feeling well, but you push yourself, you keep on going because the preaching of the gospel is everything. The Bible says He chose the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And because Jesus rose from the grave, our preaching is everything. Let's look at this. And our faith is useful. Wala ka nagatuo lang sa wala. Nagatuo ka sa something na relevant sa imo life. That's why you can pray and find peace. That's why you can raise your hand and find joy unspeakable and full of glory. Why? Because Jesus rose from the grave. Our preaching is everything and our faith is useful. May mga time, and my wife knows this, may mga time kasi siyempre gamasakit man ta. Kagakatimingan din nga Sunday. For some reason, for some reason, pag tindog ko sa likod sa pulpito, pag uwi ito sa microphone, dugamat-amat ka ayo. Guys, listen, even if I had all the money in the world and didn't need to do anything anymore, I would still preach. I would pay you to let me preach. <laughs> listen, you cannot pay me enough to make me preach. You know why? This message is priceless. But I'm preaching not because I'm paid. I'm preaching because this is everything. That's why Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of God because it is the power of God to save them that believe. Kisa nagakalipat kita sa tutod nga value this is not an exercise in futility. This is everything. Let me remind you, this is everything. This is everything. This is everything. Let me read to you a quote from an American theologian named Tim Keller. And he said this, If Jesus rose from the dead, then you have to accept all that he said. Again, if Jesus rose from the dead, then you just have to accept everything he said. If he didn't rise from the dead, then why worry about any of what he said? Meaning, kung gapati ka, nga si Kristo na banhaw, tanan nga hambalun niya, pwede mo tuuhan. Pero kung why kagapati nga na banhaw siya, nga aga waste ka pa sang time nga magpati sa bisan ano nga ginambal niya. Everything he ever said is hinged on this one moment, this one act, this one accomplishment. He needed to rise from the dead. Hindi tayo sa ma-realize, Diyos man siya, nabayran niya naman, no. He needed to defeat death at its own game. Pwede man tanin ni Jesus, panaugon, kagbawiun lang sa yawa kung gusto niya. Pwede na iahimuon kung gusto niya, kaya may power siya. Pero hindi na paghimuon siyang Diyos. Because God is a God of justice. He plays by the rules. He understands the rules. Hindi niya pwede mabawi ang in-establish niya ng loss. That's why there has to be a sacrifice. And that sacrifice, because He is pure, death could not hold Him down. Bisa na nusang yawa, kabutong panahog. Bisa na nusang kasalanan, kabutong panahog. That truth, that Jesus will be rising up. Watch this. Then why worry about anything? He said, the issue on which everything hangs is not whether or not you like his teaching, but whether or not he rose from the dead. If he did not rise from the dead, irregardless of kung kanami ang ginsulat niya, unabridged or first edition. Irregardless kung 
does he Shakespeare ang prose niya? Irregardless of any of that, what makes Jesus' words powerful is not because it's the most entertaining. We have novelists that write better books than the Bible. John Grisham writes better courtroom drama. Come on. Uh, uh, J.R.R. Tolkien writes better epic fantasy. Sidney Sheldon writes better thrillers and drama. But you know what the Word of God is? It is alive. Sang bata pa ko, ginahamba lang ka per me. Ah, pinakanami ganyan, basahon ganyan ang Bible. Mas nami pa sa mga nobela. Mas nami pa sa comics. I'll just be honest with you. Mas nami magbasa comics. Mas nami magbasa nobela. Totoo lang, just be honest. Ang power sang Bible, wala sa entertainment value. Ang power sang Bible is the truth that is in it. And someone died, and someone rose from the grave, giving it unconditional, limitless authority to speak things into our lives and see them come to pass. I'm a reader. I read a lot. I just read an epic fantasy. May mga ara around 1.3 million words. It was entertaining. It was page turning. Sa totoo lang, pagkatapos dun, nakmiigilat ko gamay kay. You know, kunara ka na sa, sa heights ang ginabasa mo doon. Woo, wikibot ka lang, tatlo ka naglilig ka oras. Apat ka na ka oras, basa ba Bible mo, tatlo ka oras. So good eh. So good eh si Genesis. Okay, pag Genesis, sadya pa. Woo, nami, nami. Pagka Exodus mo, okay pa. Pag Leviticus mo, medyo to medyo. Leviticus, pag numbers mo, pag isip na sang tribe, pag wala na sa mga census, to medyo ka Lord, palangga, tagid ka Lord, pero pwede ko skipan lang yan eh. Majority of you probably never read the book of Obadiah. Yeah, but antalang John 3.16. Yeah. Nami na book of Proverbs. Tapos na ibasahon, sit there. and How many of you read the book of Zephaniah? How many of you read the book of Haggai? Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. The Bible's worth is not entertainment value. The Bible's worth is ultimate truth. Because this is the only book whose author defeated death. Every other author writes epic fantasies, but there's nothing more epic than sealing your work with saying, I have defeated death. And because I have defeated death, you shall live. I will live, I will not die. Guys, I don't think you really fully understand what that means. Christians never die. Never. We fall asleep for a moment, but we never die. Our body sleeps in the mud, but we never die. Because when that trumpet sounds, the Bible says, the dead in Christ will rise first. Hey, 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 listen. I, I, there's not many times in the Bible when God always says first, first this, first that. But when he says first, he says this first. The ones who died already physically, I'm going to give them first dibs on this power. Imagine mo, sobra ka excited ang Diyos sa kinbayaran sa ngayanak. Ngayon din siya kaulat. Pag unisang trupeta, unahatong napatay. It's like God's confirming it. It doesn't rain on the first week of April. What makes the Bible powerful is that because Jesus defeated death, He is risen. Bisan ano ka pugong sang duta? Bisan ano ka pugong sang yawa? Bisan ano ka pugong sang natural loss? Hindi mapunggan. He 
had to rise. Now watch this. Watch this. 1 Corinthians 15, 17 from the Mirror Bible. Look at this. And if, if not is, and if Jesus is still dead, your faith has no relevance. And you are still in your sins. Guys, listen to me. That speaks volumes to me. I want to tell you right now, you are no longer in your sin. You are a child of God who sometimes make mistakes. But you are no longer under the power of sin. Nagwa kana. Why? Because Jesus already rose. If he did not raise from the grave, then you are still under the tyranny of sin. You know what tyranny is? When someone has their hands on your neck and there's nothing you can do, that even your life is subjected to that person's hold. That's tyranny. But because of Jesus, you're no longer a sinner. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. You were a sinner saved by grace. You're no longer a sinner. You are already a child of God. Under the grace of God. You were a sinner saved by grace. But not anymore. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. That was before. No more any. I'm no longer just a sinner saved by grace. I am a child of God. And I'm not perfect. I'm going to drop the ball. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to lie sometimes. I'm going to cheat sometimes. I don't want to do it. But I'm still in that journey. But he who began this good work in me, he is faithful. Watch, watch. The body of Christ on the cross was the document of mankind's guilt. The body of Christ on the cross was the document of mankind's guilt. Imagine being in a courtroom and evidences, documents are being provided to prove a payment that was done. ang deed of sale. Something was paid for. That was him dying on the cross. Ang payment, ang kabuhi, ang dugo ni Jesus. Guys, listen, watch this. Um, let me read this passage in Colossians 2.14, New Living Translation. Watch this. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. Wait a minute. Bilang makasasala, hindi lang sa binuhatan, kundi pati sa nature. As a sinner, there was a charge on your head. It was a one-way ticket to damnation. There was no hope for you to ever get reprieve from the cycle of sin and punishment. Watch this. You get, you sow what you reap. You don't get what you deserve. You reap what you sow. Listen, guys. Can I say something crazy? You're sowing and reaping is a byproduct of Old Testament theology. You don't reap what you sow. In fact, Jesus said, you're going to harvest what you did not plant. You are actually reaping what Jesus sowed. If we reap what we sow, none of us would ever be blessed. Layo ta, including myself. So I do not reap what I sow. 
I reap on what Jesus sowed. Ang ginsabog ni Jesus. That's why he said, I pray the Lord of the harvest, watch this, that he might send laborers into his harvest. Ang ginapangita niya, manog harvest. Why? Kay natanom na. Ma-harvest ka na lang. The labor is not into the planting. The labor is in the harvesting. He already planted it for you. He already watered it for you. He owns the crop. He owns the seed. He owns the land. He's just saying, would you want to join the harvest right now? Behold, the fields are white, ready to be planted. No, behold, the fields are white, ready to harvest. Mm. Look at this, guys. Kin-cancel na sang cross ang mga charges against atun. That's why that teaching on, on generational curses, nga tama ka prevalent sa mga Pentecostal charismatic churches, I don't subscribe. I'm sorry. Di pastor, di, may mga generational curses pa kayo. Ang mga kaluluhan ko sang una, mga uh, albularyo. Listen, as soon as you uh, have Jesus in your life, as soon as you are born again, what, wait, wait, the charges are already canceled. Curses have already been settled. Tapos ng curses, tapos ng charges. The only, ay, 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 ay. Iga-compete ako ng ulan. Sometimes, ginabasa nato ng writing bala sa book of Acts. When I read that, it, it makes me so happy. Remember when Peter was so hungry? And he went to the rooftop to pray. And then he had a vision. Di papanaog ang dakodako nga blanket. Nga puno sang unclean nga mga sapat. And Peter being a Jew. And the voice told him, Peter, eat, uh, slay and eat. Sing Peter, no way, Lord. I have never eaten anything unclean in my life. I know I'm a, I'm a born-again Christian, but at least I'm still a Jew. I've never eaten anything dirty or unclean. Look at what the Lord said. Never call what I have cleansed unclean. Oh, come on. Amunang way sang yawak sang religion to always call you unclean, 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 unclean. Jesus is saying, I'm canceling that. I've canceled that through the cross. So never call unclean what I have already declared clean. Wala talaga, wala talaga fully na grasp kung ano kadalom ang ginbayara ni Jesus para sa atin. Now watch this. He took it away by nailing to the cross. Again, let me read. If the body of Christ on the cross was the document of mankind's guilt. The resurrection was the receipt of mankind's acquittal. Well, Anessa, the resurrection was the receipt that mankind is no longer guilty. Again, every time you feel condemned, look back at what happened. Jesus Christ already rose from the grave. And because he rose from the grave, you're no longer guilty. Now watch, I'm going to read. I'm going to give you a pass. Before that, look at Martin Luther. Martin Luther said this, the cross is the victory. The resurrection is the triumph. The resurrection is the public display of the victory, the triumph 
of the crucified one. Romans 4.25, Amplified, watch. Who was crucified because of our sins and was raised from the dead. Look at this, guys. Because of our justification. What is justification? Our acquittal absolving as all of all sin before God. Can I get an amen? Wala iyalang kagin bayaran, gin akwit yapaka satanan nga charges. And he said, This is my evidence that you are forgiven. I will rise from the grave. Pastor, why is that so relevant? Because death, listen to me, guys. Before Christ rose from the grave, death was inescapable. That was the first part. Listen to me. That was the first repercussion of disobedience. If you eat of the fruit, you shall surely die. Kabaluka mo kung ubra ni Jesus? Para nga ma-make sure ya gid ngang iyang mga anak. Ang make sure niya gid ang next generation makabaton sa glorious grace. Ang inhimo niya, wala lang gid bayaran niya. Gin defeat niya. Para ipakita sa kamatayon. You can be defeated. And I'm not even gonna flex my godly power on this. I'm gonna play by your own rules. I'm gonna live the life. I could have made a mistake. I could have given up. But I live. Kinwali sa unang ni Pastor just like this. Kung si Jesus at one time nag-decide lang siya, you know what? Mapakasalala ko once lang ah. If He did that one time. If He gave in to one temptation just one time guys. One time lang. We would have zero salvation. Zero. Wala chance for any Reprieve sa kasalanan, kag sa impierno, kag sa damnation. But Jesus saw it through. So much so that when even when he died, he was so pure. He was so holy. <laughs> he was so full of love and innocence that death, because death is the wages of sin, death has no power to hold him back. Bisan anuhi mo sa kamatayon. He to rise. Have you ever wondered why it took him three days to rise? Because if he rose on the first day, the Jews would think that he was just in a coma. So when people seem like they're not moving or looking dead, they give them three days. Because after three days, rigor mortis enters in to confirm death. That's why you get three days. That's why Jesus waited another three days for Lazarus. And on the fourth day, they said, Lord, he already stinks. Why? Because he's showing them, I have the power over death. Jesus waited three days, so there was no more excuse. Everybody would really say, he really was dead. He really was dead. But boy, oh boy, this pure darling of heaven was so full of life and so full of innocence. When that third day came in, Dry as it might, death could no longer hold him. And he went out of that grave. And he said, I'm giving this same power to you. Watch this from the Passion Translation, same verse. Jesus was handed over to be crucified for the forgiveness of our sins and was raised back to life to prove, to prove what? That he had made us right with God. Guys, listen, 
every time gapamangkot ka, kung nag-question ka sa mind mo, am I right with God? Does God even love me? Am I accepted in the presence of God? Look back, Jesus has already risen. And because He is risen, you are right with God. You are right with God. That's why I'm 100 million percent a grace preacher. It's not about me. It's never been about Ryan. It's never been about my talent. It's never been about my skill. It's always been about the Son of God who died on the cross, rose from the grave. It's always been about Jesus. No, you don't move God with your fasting. You don't move God with your faith. Faith moves mountains. It doesn't move God. I'll say it again. Faith doesn't move God. Faith moves mountains. If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall speak to this mountain, move and be cast into the sea and it shall move. You know what moves God? You want to know what moves God? His son. You want to know what moves God? His son dying on the cross. That moves God. You want to know what moves God? His son saying, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? And the Father you know why the temple, the temple represents, the Holy of Holies, represents the heart of God where the Ark of the Covenant is. Covered na siya six-inch thick na seamless curtain made of fabric and leather. Bisan gamiton pa sang sobra bindi kakabayo, hindi nila ma-split in half. Amun na siya kadaku, amun siya kabugat. But the moment Jesus Christ died and gave up the ghost, the Bible says, the veil was torn from the top to the bottom. You know what that is? That is the picture of the father mourning. Kasi sa Bible ko ng amay magmourn, they rent their garment like this from the top to the bottom, revealing their inside. That's what what God was doing. As soon as his son died, he was so saddened. He was grieved, but at the same time the Bible says he was also happy. He rent that garment, releasing the spirit. Oh, you you need to understand something, church. <laughs> The only thing that moves God is Jesus. Ang imu lang kitiyang a role hindi magpa-impress sa Dios. Ang imu lang kitiyang a role magsandig kag magsalig sa hinimuan sang iyanak. So that when you trust in Him, when you believe in Him, you are counted into that benefit. Diblam balipol. Oh, that I may know Him. Not just in the power of his resurrection, but in the fellowship of his suffering. Abinilayang fellowship of this suffering. Mapalansang sa cross kaya sa ibuobra. Sorry, lagi forgive me for saying this. Sang mga ignorante ng tao. Listen to me. I'm going to just say this categorically straight. I don't want to offend anybody. I love you all too much. I don't want to hurt you. But don't do that. That's not only dumb. It is an insult to Calvary. Insulto na kay Kristo. Kaya hindi amun ang ginpangahayon niya sa aton. Hindi gusto sang Dios nga buligan mo siya. He does not need your help. Wala ka pangayong Dios pulig. Ang ginapangayo sang Dios salig. Hindi pulig. Salig. Saligi ang ginhimo ni Jesus. Enough na to. Complete na to. Stop adding to it. What makes us right with God is Jesus. If mankind was still guilty after Jesus died, his resurrection would neither be possible nor relevant. If we were still guilty after the death of Jesus, His resurrection would neither be possible nor relevant. Can I tell you a secret? He did not rise from the dead just for Him. He rose from the dead for you. Let me rephrase this. He did not just defeat death for Him. 
He had to defeat death for you. Why? Because you could never defeat death. He had to do it for you. That's why kung si Jesus, kung guilty man tagyapon after sang cross, then Jesus would not have raised from the dead. But the mere fact that he already raised from the dead, it means, church, you're no longer guilty. You're no longer condemned. You are loved and accepted because Jesus rose from the grave. Let me read from J.J. Packer on his book entitled The Power of the Resurrection. Optimism is a wish without warrant. <laughs> you know, yeah, arrest ka balang wala warrant, meaning wala documentation, meaning wala evidence, meaning just being positive is good, but it is a wish without warrant, without evidence, without a paper backing it, without a guarantee of manifestation. So he's saying, Optimism is a wish without warrant, but the Christian hope is a certainty. Certainty. Have you ever wondered why the Bible calls our hope living hope? Not just hope, living hope. You know why it's called living hope? Because it is founded on the living Christ, the Christ who defeated death. Now, watch, watch. Guaranteed by God Himself. Optimism reflects ignorance as to whether good things will ever actually come. Ang optimism, kung optimistic ka lang, hindi ka sure. But you're hoping, you're wishing things will work out. Optimism alone is founded on nothing but wishful thinking. Watch this. The Christian hope through the resurrection expresses knowledge that every day of his life and every moment beyond it, the believer can say with truth on the basis of God's own commitment that the best is yet to come. Paano mo na mahambal, pastor, the best is yet to come? Because what you're having right now is not the best of God yet. The best is yet to come. Imagine the day when your body is turned from corruptible to in. Uh, imagine the day when the trumpet sounds. Di pastor, kumapatay na kumapatay ka. You'll sleep for a moment and you'll wake up the trumpet sounding. Imagine that day. The best is yet to come. Church, listen. Everything falls apart if Jesus remains dead. Because if Jesus remains dead, nothing will last forever for us. Because He rose. I understand things are sometimes getting tough, but it is a message to you. You know, the when we see Him, the word when there in, in Aramaic is otan, Actually, the perfect translation for that is not when, but every time. Meaning every time you experience the resurrection power of God in your life, you become formed closer and closer to His image. That's why wala gidrason nga ma-discourage ka magtalikod ka sa pag-alagad sa Diyos kaysa tutuod lang, daog ka na, wala ka pa kasugod. Gastart ka pa lang, daog ka na. Ginakonvince ka lang sa ngyawa nga perdi ka, pero balan niya nga daog ka na. That's the song we used to sing, Because He Lives. I can face what? Tomorrow or whatever tomorrow might bring. Because He lives, all fear is gone. Because I know He holds the future. 
And life is worth the living. Life is worth living. Kanami mabuhi. Bisan may problema, Pastor? Yes. Bisan may go through ka ng mga valley sa mo life. Bisan gaagi ka sa mga bagyo, sa mga unos ng kabuhi. It's still worth living. Bisan may balatian ka sa mo lawas. It's still worth living. Bisan tantanan sa kabuhi mo ka fall apart. It's still worth living. Life is worth the living just because He lives. Because you understand that whatever it is, you may be going through right now it is only temporary the only thing that lasts forever is the victory that we have in Jesus you know why because he has already defeated death for all of us kung makahulat pang lawas ta bago maguni ang trompeta we shall be changed and be like him but if we bite the dust irregardless of the situation we still win we never lose church we always win a quote from cw hall and he says it this way the resurrection of jesus changes the face of death for all his people death is no longer a prison but a passage into god's presence Easter says you can put truth in a grave, but it won't stay there. You can nail it to a cross, wrap it in winding sheets, and shut it up in a tomb, but it will rise. I don't know what you're going through right now. I don't know what pain you may be feeling right now. But I want you to tell your dilemma, I will rise. Because my Savior rose from the grave. <laughs> if Jesus can defeat death, I guarantee you, whatever you may be facing, you can defeat that too. You will rise. When Paul said this powerful line of verse, he said it so beautifully like this. Oh, that I may know him, the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his suffering. The suffering part and the death part, it's a fellowship. Meaning, you're not doing it for him. You're just two fellas in one ship. You are sharing it with him. He did it for you. You just enjoy and reap the benefits of it. May mga utod kita sa church We prayed, we believed. And of course, as a church that believes in the supernatural as a church who believes in signs and wonders and miracles we have prayed for the dead many times we've cast out demons we prayed for blind eyes sometimes we see them open sometimes we don't we prayed for cancers i do not know her church in fact catholic pray soul Something like that. You could just give me the name and I'll pray for the family. But I said, Pastor, I really came back because one time you were praying. My bukol ko, Pastor. May ara siyang tumor. Silinya, for after prayer, Pastor, kintan dugugul pilang na dula. Pako ano man? Dula yung kilala to siya to. She talked to me and it didn't sound like she was theologically fluent. She didn't sound like she went to the way for a long time. Siguro theologically or churchly speaking, you're more church than her. But she had a tumor disappear. And then you know what? It, it dawned on me. 
Maybe sometimes the reason why we can't get through the hump of our miracle is because we're still thinking in the back of our minds that God has to somehow respond to our church acts. Because I go to church every Sunday and I give my tithes and offerings and I raise my hand and I'm a church leader. Somehow it gives you extra points. No, there is only one reason why it will work. Jesus is alive. Erase every other mental ascent. Erase every other pious acts. Erase everything that connects with your own good works. And focus your mind and your heart only on this. It is for me because my Savior has defeated death. I don't know if you fully understand it already, but let me tell you this in plain language. The reason why we can clap our hands and shout hallelujah is because Jesus is alive. If He wasn't alive, if He did not conquer death, none of your clap and your worship would mean a lick of sense. It won't make any sense and it won't give you anything, but because He's alive, even the slightest race of and prevents and brings power upon your life. The simple acts of faith on what He has done does it. That's why church namihan ko magdayaw sa Diyos. Kung magkanto ka sa Christian bookstore, ang pinaka best selling book sa Christian bookstores in the world. You know what the topic is? Prayer. Specifically, you know what it is? Intercession or getting things from God. And they would line up all of these things that you need to do. Pray the tabernacle, spiritual mapping, breaking generational curses. Kung isipon mo lang tanan-tanan, ayawan ka kaubos bago ka mabless. Kung maubos mo, Gidman, feeling mo to my badge of honor ka, kaya nalampasan mo tinan sa imo intercession. Listen to me, church. Some of the most amazing miracles I've seen happen to the people who barely know God. Some of them just entered the church for the first time. Ang Diyos, huwag katulog sa kabuot mo. Wala katulog sa fasting mo. What makes you powerful is because He is alive. You are now guilt-free. You have the power. That's why I just love praising Him. Because when I thank Him, when I praise Him, it's enough for my miracle. It's enough for my deliverance. It's enough for my power. It's enough for me to rejoice. He is alive.